very good afternoon to you and welcome to episode 21 of the Arcadian podcast. Um, we are absolutely delighted because this week it is our one year anniversary edition. So with me this week, I have Philip. Good afternoon, Philip. Good afternoon, Matt. Lovely to have you on board as always, my man. Um, so we're going to dive in. What we're going to talk about really today, as I say, is just a general sort of catch up of the last 12 months since Arcadum came into business, uh, the sort of trials and tribulations that we've gone through, and obviously then looking ahead and all the cool things that we've got coming out. So let me just dive in to the sort of the first question. So obviously the business was started at its absolute peak of COVID-19. Yes. Um, talk to us a little bit about what it was like to, to start a business during that period. Yeah, of course. Um, secondly, I just want to suggest that Christian might be joining at some point through the podcast because he's currently running his face around Malta. So he hopefully he'll join uh, midway through. So don't worry, guys, if you hear some random Swedish guy coming. Um, but to answer your question, starting during COVID, you know, it's it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, there's a lot more challenges to face when you're trying to start a business during this time period because even the way you do, you know, forget sales, forget all that stuff, even the basic need just to have staff and go to an office is really hard because yeah. we didn't want to set an office up during this time because of, of all the restrictions and everything. So that was a challenge because you have to um and ah about that for quite a long time. And then you have to think about you changing your tactics up because we've not been able to meet our clients. We've not been able to meet customers or create partnerships naturally like you normally would face to face. So that's been trickier. And then obviously off the back of that, we're not really seeing our staff as well on a day to day basis. So um, creativity, you have to come up with creative ways to keep everyone, you know, morale up and everything that exciting. And I think we've managed to do that well. And yeah, it's a uh, it's challenging, but at the end of the day, if you don't rise to the challenge, you're never going to succeed regardless, right? So it's good motivation and good practice to kind of to do this anyway. Obviously, I don't want another pandemic. Let's let's face it, let's get out of the question. But you know, at the end of the day, it's everyone's been suffering this, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. Yeah, totally. And and it's funny, right? Because you know, one of the things that we've talked about and we've talked about on on loads of podcasts over the last twelve months is this whole being as creative as you possibly can. Now, most creative yes. companies, irrespective of who they are, they'll get on a call, they'll do brainstorming, they'll get everybody into a into a sweaty room and loads of coffee and, you know, really start hashing out some yeah. ideas that they've got for the games. Talk to us a little bit about what the difference has been because you created this company in the pandemic, you've run it in the pandemic. So what's what's that been like for you? Um, it's, it's really difficult because you know, part of my area of the business is to design the games and also to do the marketing, you know, with yourself. And I'll have to admit my, my sleep, like body clock has been fucked basically. Yeah. So I'll be sat there drinking tea or coffee at like three o'clock in the morning because I'm working from home and then you get really out of sync. So I'll be designing things at stupid o'clock. And then I'll, so people will get a lot of notifications via email and stuff when, when I'm designing and doing these stories. And I think I'm sure you've, you know, you've been in the Trello board as well. Yep. So when they come in in the morning, I'm still awake. And it's then just having that meeting and that discussion with everyone just to kind of chat about it and kind of get towards the progress. And I think the most open thing about us is the fact that we all embrace the ideas and we all have feedback, you know, myself, the design team, even the development team. So it's quite useful to have. And then we have that storyline process and we create these characters from scratch. So 
it doesn't kill creativity it actually drives it by doing things like this sharing you know being sharing even though we're not in the same room we can all share in our channels and you know put towards that progression of being really cool and we have that storyline so everyone gets really excited and i think you know we've, we spoke about this in the past where each character was like an arcade and family member yeah. and actually when you see the picture for this podcast which celebrates arcade and first year you will see all the characters that we've designed so far getting them together in one picture oh, that was hard you know they're trying to fight each other all the time um put the guns down put the guns you, down then. yeah put the guns down put the swords down don't breathe fire on that dragon over there don't, what are you doing uh but get, getting all these characters together it's uh it's fun because you know it's like it's like an extra family you know you fight each other and they have a laugh but they're all part of the arcade and family so mm. and with the storylines that they have it's it's really cool because you're bringing stories to life and for me as well when i'm designing these games and seeing them coming to life it's a privilege yeah. Um, so I don't think it kills creativity at all. You, you become more agile in your creativity because you want to have that killer instinct, but also keep things fun, which yeah. is hard in, in this kind of environment. But I know for a fact now when we all get into an office in the future and we all do our craziness in there, it's just going to be 100% more creative because if we can do it here, we can do it anywhere. Yeah, totally. So again, just for our audience as well, that the, the people are listening in, has there been any point over the last 12 months that you've gone, you know, and let's stay on the creativity theme, that, you know, you've come up with something, you know, you've been up all night, it's like, this is an amazing idea, you put it in front of the team and everyone's like, nah, that's, that's, I don't know where you're going with that. Have you had any any moments like that at all? And again, it could just be a character, it could be a storyline. So it's luckily for me, I've not experienced like as of yet. Um, <laughs> so right, I'm, cool. I'm quite lucky that in yeah. other people in the team have suggested stuff, and you know you have to shoot things down. And I hate doing that, but I don't just shoot the ideas down. You know we talk about why it can't happen because something might you know appeal to children or it might just physically not work in a gambling world kind of thing. So gotcha. you kind of explain why yeah, I'm not a person that just shoots you down without reason so we've had experience stuff like that but again it's about the feedback in the right way I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer in that we've I've had some kind of um, artistic stuff shut down from from the team um, because it, it can't be done for X Y Z reason or they've said yeah we can do that but we can also add this and make it better yeah. so that for well, us like is never collaborative approach yeah. yeah exactly it's for us it's never a creativity block off because if something's wrong or something needs adjusting in a way to make it even cooler or better or you know stand out more then as a team we approach it and we discuss it and that's the best bit about the team we've assembled in Arcadium they're, they're an amazing bunch of people it allows us to make things better and no one feels like downhearted because you know their idea is not fully gone because we discuss it and collaborate even better or make it in better or explain why it can't happen and where we can go in the future because at the end of the day you don't want to kill someone's creativity and you don't want to do that so you want to make it a more positive experience even if it's not right now it could be right in the future or we can coach someone to get to that stage where it is right if that makes yeah. sense yeah that's cool we're just gonna just take a, a pause there for a second we're lucky to have christian on board so welcome to the podcast christian oh thank you very much nice to be thanks. on board thanks very much for uh, for joining us and jumping in we were just briefly talking to, to philip there just a second ago just to sort of gain a little bit of insight or whatever obviously we are celebrating our first year anniversary and so on and so forth so we'd love to just get a little bit of your thoughts on what it's been like for the last 12 months and so on oh wow um it's been a very fun uh ride so to say um myself and philip i think we've learned a lot along the way uh philip started with arcadum earlier than i did uh i joined in august so uh obviously had a big load before me to pull 
Yeah. Uh, but after that coming in, it's been a up and down ro roller coaster ride, so to say. But I yeah. think uh, now in the end, we are in the very good place uh, where we find ourselves more comfortable. We've learned a lot of lessons. And these are the things when you start a new business, when you're getting into the business landscape, you, you need to learn a lot of lessons on the way. Um, yeah. Some of the bad, some are better. Um, but I think we've learned from the bad and made it much, much better. And that's the way we're going forward with now. Yeah. And any you'd like to share with us, because one of the things I asked Philip was, you know, we were talking a little bit about collaboration and creativity with the team. And have you, you know, been shot down and you're the sort of other side of the house? Is there anything that you'd like to share with, you know, the, the, the audience itself that, you know, you've gone through an experience and gone, good God, I don't ever want to do that again. Make sure next time around, this is going to be different. Any stories like that that you'd like to share with the group? Tell them about being shot down yeah. by me. <laughs> yeah, there is many things. Uh, one thing is uh, me and Philip, we fight all the time about uh, things. You know, Philip is the creative mind behind the games. I give yeah. him feedback. He doesn't like feedback from me. Uh, he takes from both from other people, funnily enough, but not from maybe me. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a you thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have our, our ups and downs, but no, yeah. no, no. Um, from my side, it's been a bit of, as well, you know, ups and downs, myself and Philip, we've had our fights, uh, but I think we've learned a lot from each other by doing this. Yeah. And I think that's the way forward. You need to have a bit of brainstorming sessions mm. and a little bit of, of fighting internally. As long as you remember, it's only business, it's not personal. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. And that's what I think me, myself and Philip, uh, we're very good at. Uh, we still remain friends, even though we, we shout at each other every day. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> We, we still that's that's a sign of a good friendship, mate. That is a yeah. sign of a good friendship. One thing, Christian, I want to—it'd be a really cool insight to get for everybody on this podcast, right? Now that Arcadium is, is is 12 months old, can you talk to us a little bit about what it was like when you joined in August and you, you know, you reached out to people and you reached out to potential partners and what their initial response was to what potentially now? Now we've got some really cool games under our belts. Now, what's the the huge difference that you see when you reach out to people? Well, first of all, when we started, when I joined Arcadium in August, we there was no re not really a portfolio of games. Uh, it's always easier from a sales perspective to go to a client when you have a big portfolio of games, mm -hmm. uh, because it's more that they, they see you have uh, there's something lined up for them. Uh, but myself and Philip, what we did instead, we, we had games ready so far in advance, so we could demo them, uh, and that helped a lot with the sales process, especially being a new operator on the market. Um, as well as that, uh, both myself and Philip has been in the industry for quite some time, mm -hmm. which also helped as well. So we have some old industry friends yeah. uh, that we obviously uh, reached out to straight away. Um, and these these things always help. It's all about building rapport within the industry. And yeah. that's one thing I've seen through the years uh, of my gambling or working in online gambling is to build a rapport. If yeah. you don't have a rapport with people, you have much a much harder time to, to, to penetrate in to, to the, the core team, so to say, to get yeah. your products there. Because yeah. there's always a gatekeeper. Always. In everything, isn't it? There's always that yeah. gatekeeper to reach. And are people then, you know, now we have games up, you know, we've got a little bit of, you know, taste of success. And I think, you know, when you look at our, you know, our roadmap to come out uh, for the rest of 2021 and even 22, 23, 24, 25, and so on, right? <laughs> yeah, I, think yeah. the I think the roadmap is like the most epic amount of roadmap I've ever seen in, in my in my time business career. 
are people looking at us totally different? You know, this time last year, we were like a bit of a disruptor coming in. We're a brand new brand. Are people thinking it's that we look more established now and more definitely, especially myself and Philip, when we, because uh, we normally try to do this together. This is a team. So when we uh, present the roadmap and upcoming games to the operators now, they go, wow, you guys are organized. It's like, yeah. you have the games ready already? What? They're supposed to come out in three, four months. You have them ready, you can show us. And this is something we have really, that's how we're gaining momentum within the, the, the gaming industry. Yep. Because when we set up Arcade and the whole idea behind Arcade is to make it easier for the, the, the end operator to offer the games to their players. Yeah. Uh, in the past, it's always been, you sell a piece of paper. We don't sell a piece of paper. We sell an actual an product. Yeah. yeah. And what you have to take into factor as well, I know we joked before and said it was dead hard to get all our characters for the birthday image to pose. But when you actually look at the characters, you know, in the image that is going to accompany this podcast, the characters have progressed in terms of art, you know, the art style, the graphics have got better. Animation is now in the games, you know, the music just gets even better and better. Mechanics get even better and better as well. So we've progressed naturally of every single game. If we look at Undying Romance, which came out on the 13th for me, that is our best game to date. That is a fantastic game. It looks cool, feels cool, the mechanics are solid. You know, the Starfang Merlin, previously two games before it, were good. But Undying Romance was like the first animated background full of great. Now, Panda Poker's next week, the first table game that we're doing, and that game looks really cool, crisp, and nice. And then Neon Knights, which comes out early July, is very much, you know, animated background, flashing symbols, you know, very, very cool game. Then you've got flashback heroes which is full animation for you know every single game now is just stepping up and you can see that throughout the portfolio so we show that we learn as we go along and we're willing to make better content than before and we strive to make a better game every single time and when you add more games into a portfolio it makes it easier to sell because then you've got a catalog right and we're seeing that with every single game we're seeing people play more older games because now they've got games to support you know either side of the new content as well so it's just a natural progression, you know. I think this time next year we could be talking in our second anniversary, like you know how we did some other crazy stuff because we got crazier <laughs> stuff planned. So hundred percent, plenty. I'm sure there's a, oh, there's a crazy whole mind. ton of crazy stuff to, to come through. Yeah, next year, next year is when the true crazy stuff comes out, uh, mechanics-wise. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, and do you think you're trying to? Do you think you know people talk about when they start a new business that you're always trying to? not outdo the competition but you're almost out trying to do yourself do you know what i mean yes. by that game progression you go you know what we did x y and z in, in in game one we are now doing a whole different a whole different scene in this game what else can we do to constantly push the envelope and get better and better and better each time yeah um we we compare we compare ourselves to you know obviously our rivals we have a lot of friends our rivals as well and i actually don't care what they do because at the end of the day, it's my job, it's the rest of the team's job in Arcadium to make sure we make the best things that we can make. And you know what? If we beat some of our rivals, great. My job is to make sure we're making good content. And that's what I strive to do. I don't care what anyone else is doing. Because at the end of the day, they shouldn't affect how we're going to go. We can watch you know, the market trends and everything and make sure we're on the ball with that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to copy my rivals because it's like imitation, right? And that, you know, people will see it as imitation, you know, Coke and Pepsi, that's the biggest argument overall, right? We all know Coke has been around longer than Pepsi. So Coke is the, you know, the leading brand. Pepsi gets sales, yeah, but as always, it's not Coke, is it? 
I don't want to be. They're yeah. both absolute muck. Anyway, I wouldn't even. <laughs> but I don't want to be tarred with that brush of yeah, being like the Makes imitation sense. brand. Yeah. I want us to be our own kind of yeah. like brand striving forward. So yes, I, I you know we keep an up what's going on, but at the end of the day, I'm not chasing after people's coattails. I want to be arcade in you know one of the front runners in the end. So that's yeah. what I strive to do. I don't strive to be a chaser. You're chasing yourself, mate. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the cool thing yeah. because you're only ever going to get better at what you do and improve and improve if you just constantly go. And don't get me wrong. We did. It's harder to do what we're doing, but yeah. once we get to the stage where you know you no longer have to slog it out, then it's going to be worth it in the end. Because now it's a graft. Don't get me wrong, but it's a graft that's worth it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we, we in the end of the arcade, um, we we will never make a game that we wouldn't play ourselves. Mm. You know, Which that's is how huge. we see it. And exactly, yeah. as you said, Christian, if you can stand over that as a company, irrespective of any company, do you know what I mean? If you're one of these big brands that produce these these technological goods, if you see people using it and use it yourself, and you're happy to use it yourself, that in itself is a is a great endorsement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't play Red Panda Poker that goes live next week because as a table game player, I would be <laughs> all over that game. I am so annoyed that I can't play that game for anyone. <laughs> yeah. There'll be, there'll be another time. There'll be another time. So let me ask you this, right? If we are looking, you know, at the future, okay? And again, I think this is the best time to sort of ask that question. The future for us, as I said, I, I, I mentioned the roadmap that's like going on for the next like five years and looks awesome, right? What's something and snippets that you can share with the audience now for just the foreseeable future, maybe even to the end of 2021 or even the start of 2022? So it's, it's, we've not talked about up until this point. So the rest of 2021, we have some really cool mechanics coming out. We have our first real bonus buyer game coming out because Carol was a bonus buyer game. But the game that we've got coming out in July called Flashback Heroes, that is a proper bonus buyer game for in-game features, for selectable bonus rounds. Lots of cool things going on. And the storyline for those guys is quite crazy. Ace Danger, Ice Fox, you know, she doesn't mess around. We've got Professor Element with the mouse that you really like, Matt. I love that mouse, man. I'm, I'm, that's my new favorite character, I swear. And then we have Ranger, who's actually going to appear in a spin-off game in uh, October. So Ranger, you're going to see Ranger again, but Ranger's going to progress. You know, his storyline's progressing. He looks different. Yeah. He's actually he's actually part of the Starfang series because he's actually Aiden's son. So you're going to see him and Aiden meet up at some point in 2022 um, nice. in a game. Um, so you're going to see these characters intersect with each other because some storylines for our games do intersect and we're going to kind of, you know, because next year you're going to see some sequels coming out. So in January, you're going to see a sequel to the Neon Samurai, our first game. Uh, so this time it's focused on Paradox because he's on a great heist. Basically, you know, the, the guy's crazy. You're going around blowing up ATM machines. He'll shoot anyone, anyone, steal off him. He doesn't care. You know, you know he's, the, he's the typical uh, chaos villain, as we should call him. And then we have a Starfang sequel, uh, which Aiden is actually going to rescue his wife. So you're going to see, you're going to meet uh, Ranger's mother. Um, nice. We have some really cool mechanics coming out next year. Some mechanics that have not been seen before in the industry. Um, so that's going to be a really cool time for us as well. I think we have like eight new math models next year. So that's eight new mechanics just for games alone. Wow. So we're going to have a crazy year next year. Um, so yeah, 2022 is going to be a really cool year for us. You can see storylines progressing. You're going to see uh, new stories start as well. So it's very exciting time. Awesome. 
Okay. Well, listen, I, I can't wait for that. And I think for me, it, it's been a pleasure working with you guys over the last 12 months. Um, I was pretty much there from, from day one to watch this grow with you guys. And, you know, I think coming on these podcasts with you guys on a, on a weekly basis and talking some crazy stuff has certainly opened my eyes to the industry of which <laughs> I knew a square root of bugger all about 12 months ago. So it's awesome to watch you grow and I can't wait to see where you guys are going to be over the next 12 months and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great you mentioned the other days because I remember us having meetings at the very start where we just trying to decide on a logo and that was like, yep. that was like the mission of that week. It yeah, was that, week, that was like the mission of the week. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it's like, we awesome. want a logo. <laughs> and now when you think about that, you're like, wow, that's so small. <laughs> like, it yeah. is. It you is. just go back but, and you think, wow, we were dedicating like so much time to that. But I think what it is though, because what that, what that represents, if you look at, if anybody listening to this podcast now goes onto LinkedIn and has followed us on LinkedIn maybe for the last four or five months, every time we do a game, our awesome looking Arcadum logo is changed every single time to the game. And it's just class. And those, those little touches and the finer details that you guys pay attention to so much is really what I think is, is makes the games and makes it come to the next level and really has yeah, made, this, do some, made this successful. We're going to do something really cool towards the end of the year of all the, logo mach- all the logos for the machines. So you're going to see those all again in, in, in one place. And I think that's going to be really cool when we, when we do that. Um, but I, f- I think it's a really cool touch. I can't even remember who came up with the idea. It was like a year ago now. It's such a long time ago. Um, but yeah, just stuff, even stuff like that, it's, as you mentioned, it's so minor, but we want the detailing and the attention to it. And I think that's what we do for all the graphics and all the games as well. You can see that detail. Yeah. So yeah, it might be a minor detail, but it's where the minor things make a big difference, right? Yeah, exactly. huge. Yeah, especially for quality as well and for, for the audience for definite. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Christian, thanks again, mate, for, for jumping in. Uh, jumping Thank in you. Uh, Philip, thanks for being here from the start. It was awesome. Yeah, Christian, room uh, a fireside chat. How dare you? <laughs> I had the fireplace going and everything, man. Fireplace, like, we were warm. Oh, we had man. logs, man. We had yeah. marshmallows. We had everything, man. It was awesome. How but dare listen, you? Ple- pleasure as always, boys. Um, thanks, Thank Emil. You guys. Enjoy the rest of your thanks day. So and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take care, Take care. guys. Thank you. Bye, Take care. Bye-bye.